I'll just say three and four is a lot of fun to watch. You guys will enjoy it. Thank you. Hopefully, so our viewers. Thank you. Good. I'm just. Oh, Sam. Man, you. I just wish we could have all experienced it together. Same timeline, but <laughs> it's fine. I literally watched it at like three in the morning. I was barely half awake, so I didn't even pay attention. I'm gonna rewatch it before the next episode to actually like give an opinion. Well, there we go. Sam is the man of the people. He will rewatch with us. Let's go. Of course, I am. I'm not just gonna watch it once and be like, "Oh, it's done." Welcome back, everybody, to a win is a win podcast. We are one person short, but that won't be the case for the entire episode. Sam is running a little late because we had to switch our time. So he'll be here in a little bit. But Maddie B and myself, H-Double, are here to cover the first topic on our agenda for today. We promised you guys last episode we were going to do a Friday flick, which is the case. We're going to be doing the quarterback series, the first two episodes. But that is going to be after when Sam gets here. The first part of this episode that Matt and I are going to do for episode 25. We're going to take a little bit of book club throwback to no notes. We did two book clubs, I think, in total. So we're doing a, a book club as well. This wasn't a book, though, but it was a read. So we're going to count as book club. We're talking about the 2006 Missouri State basketball team because we're all from, you know, been in Springfield for a while. So we all have you know, I'm an alum of Missouri State. Sam has been to Missouri State for college. Matt obviously knows Missouri State very well. So it's relatable to all of us. And so this 2006 Missouri State basketball team has the highest RPI in NCAA history of 21, and they did not get into the big dance. And so there is a local reporter for the news leader, Springfield News Leader, and he did a, a snubbed series is what it was called, Seven Parts. That looked back at that 2016. They he talked to the head coach, former players, bracketologist. It was it was a good read. And so Matt and I are gonna discuss that. And then when Sam gets here, maybe he'll chime in some thoughts on it, depending on when he gets here. But we'll be talking about the quarterback first two episodes for Friday Flick when Sam gets here. But yeah, any f- opening words, Matt? Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't go to Missouri State. I did get into Missouri State though, so yeah, I did get the acceptance letter to be a bear. Um, I definitely do have some affinity for Missouri State because we would always go and watch basketball games there. I know Charles knows because I think we, I think we took you a couple times. Yeah, I there were say a couple games, games and stuff. Um, I mean it. This, and I know it kind of hits on it a little bit, but um. I was there whenever the Bears beat Wichita State for the Missouri Valley Conference Championship, regular season championship in 2011. So I was there for that. Obviously, the Tournament of Champions that Charles and I have talked about previously, that high school basketball tournament, is played at JQH. Um, Dad worked for Bass Pro, and they did a lot of stuff with the Bears and JQH. So, I mean – it's pretty much, it seems like, not like a second home, but like, you know, there's definitely like Missouri State basketball, like, is definitely a part of me, 100% for sure. Um, you know, when I first moved, I used to not like the Bears, but now since moving away, I apparently like them. And then I think, I don't know if you saw, but some of my mission pictures, I actually did have a Missouri State Bears basketball shirt on, actually. 
Oh, um, okay. Stuff like that. I'll have to try to find some of them. Yeah, I don't um, remember that. I actually, yeah, but no, I actually do like the Bears, and I will root for them, especially um, basketball time. Charles and I, we really do root for them a lot, and it's actually partly because of this story a little bit. But yeah, that's all I'm going to say right now, but I think that's pretty much it for the intro. I am pretty excited, though, for our Sunday episode. That'll be pretty exciting, as well as just this is for Autumn because – it started today, but the Women's World Cup in New Zealand yes. uh, and Australia started today. Just wanted to announce that. I actually made a whole thing. Chloe's office in her work, they um, were doing, a, like it's like a whole like bracket almost challenge pretty much. And Ooh. Chloe was like, hey, fill out. You have to like, they have all the games. You fill it out, like all the scores, and then it goes all the way to the final. And it's in an Excel sheet. And she's like, hey. Can you fill this out for me? And so um, it's under Chloe's name. And I told her, she, I said, hey, here are my predictions. You can change whatever you want wanted. I don't think she changed anything. I think she liked what I did. But I do have to say, though, I did get the first game wrong. I said that um, – I said Norway would beat New Zealand 2-0. But I did get the second one right. I said Australia would beat Ireland, and I predicted the score right, too. I did predict it was going to be 1-0. So – Anyways, so who I mean, maybe Maddie B. Bet should should come back for World Cup. I don't know. I yeah, maybe. we and me and Nam are gonna watch the the women's uh, USA women's team plays tomorrow at eight. PM. It's tomorrow at eight p.m. at seven p.m. here. I think I'm actually yeah. gonna watch that as well. So Nam and I are gonna are gonna try and watch that for sure. Uh, real quick yeah. before we jump into the the topic, uh, uh-huh. I want to say you never got when I guess kind of besides that 2011. So when you first got were in Missouri, yeah. it was pretty good under Conzo Martin, but like. Yeah, that stretch of middle school and high school with Paul Lusk was was pretty bad. So you didn't experience much of. I mean, uh, I mean there was a couple of years though. That they had a they had one decent one twenty one season with Paul Lusk. They had one, yeah, yeah, and I and I want to say that was either a junior or sophomore year. I want to say that's when yeah. it was. It, Coach um, Coach Ford has definitely had more success than Coach Lusk did. So they yeah. were like like Matt and I. We he watched that game basically with me uh that game against drake uh now uh, two mm-hmm. years ago in the mvc semifinals when they lost by one in overtime mm-hmm. on a blocking call with like a second left that was such a killer because yeah. that was their year to to make to maybe win the valley tournament and make it so that was a yeah. crusher but yeah. this story was even probably more of a crusher well it wasn't even more it was more of a crusher because an rpi of 21 with I believe the stat was they didn't have any losses outside of whoa look who look who decided to join. They didn't have any losses outside of the top RPI top 100. I believe they didn't have any losses. And yeah, yeah. RPI 100. Oh yeah, it was RPI 100 because RPI 50. Yeah, they, they were like, they were like what, four and six or something like that. Yeah, they they lost a good amount in there. Yeah, but. yeah, four and six. Well, that's because the valley. I mean, as the article goes into, I mean, it was it was pretty loaded. Like. It was weird because, like, obviously, 2006 was the year I moved there to Missouri, I think. Yeah, 2006 was the year I moved to Missouri, was there. And um, we still – and 2007 is when the Hammond Center opened, uh, the new – Oh, JQH. New JQH. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I have that actual – if you have, like, that frame little thing, like, little banner, we have it in our house still. 
Um, that's the yeah, the first game, Matt, right here. That banner yeah, no, is the first yeah, game. Is that the yeah, one? Yeah, no, I have the same one. Yeah, okay, we have the yeah. same one. Hanging yeah. We have the same one hanging up. Um, I think it was like what the first three thousand or four thousand bands got that or something like that. So, yeah, limited uh four thousand. There's only four thousand yeah. of those. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, so we have one of those too. Um, but I didn't realize the coaches that were in there, like the coaches that were there. And like, when you really look at it, you're like, holy crap. Some of these guys are like really good. Like they've moved on and done like really good stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, especially kind of like the teams that they had to play to, like it talks about how Bill self was at Oral Roberts and then obviously went to Tulsa. Um, you know, but he had been a couple of years removed from Oral Roberts at the time, you know, so that was pretty cool. You had Dana Altman, still like Creighton, Mm -hmm. um and just some other people as well and it it was it was kind of insane i was like dang i didn't realize just how good the missouri valley was because obviously we were like what seven maybe eight right so we don't really know we don't remember too much yeah but like looking back on it as like a basketball head i would say that you and i are charles it's like oh wow like these these teams were actually good and these coaches were pretty good too my a good example of like how good it was was my dad used to be pretty into Missouri State basketball back then and because of it was that good of a conference uh the valley was yeah. and those were the Hammond Student Center days which I I always really like Hammond Student Center I used to like we played basketball in there once uh we also played in the practice I think a couple facility. times yeah, yeah we played on those side courts uh so yeah. I always loved Hammond Student Center. So this is when they still played well, there. And then that's whenever the um if I don't know if you remember, I think you did it too, but the Missouri State basketball camp was also yeah, I did the, mm-hmm. the student one. I did that too. So yeah, that was fun. I should do it with uh, Lucas Turnage, actually. He and I were in the same one together. Actually. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah. It was the Hammond Student Center days. The Valley was equivalent now to, I don't know, you could that at least that year specifically, because there should have been five teams from the Valley, which if you said that now, that's absurd for a conference mm. like the Valley. I still think the Valley's mm. underrated as a basketball oh, yeah. conference, but yeah, like five teams though, and that that year is is nuts. Then I would, you compare I would it to say, like the Pac twelve. I would say you could say the MVC that year is probably like the uh, the American Conference to where they could potentially have five. You know, well they used to, right? You have Cincinnati, Houston. Memphis, you know, some of those teams, you know. Um, but yeah, like I said, when you look back on it and look at the stuff, and like I think it was part, I know we're jumping ahead, but like part five or four, and they really go into like who made the tournament over the Bears and some of the teams. Like I was looking at it and I was like, oh, oh, like I really get how it's a snub. You know what I'm saying? I was like, Oh, I didn't realize that. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly. I was like, okay, yeah, like I, I get it, you know, like I understand. But I didn't realize it. And like I said, like I think maybe if we were if we were in our high school years during that time, I think we would have understand we would have understood it a lot more. But now looking back on it, especially all the changes that's happened to March Madness and the tournament and everything like that it really makes like a lot more sense now. And then when you really look back at it too, like the bears haven't been to the tournament in like 25 years now, almost like 24 years. It's, it's kind of crazy, especially with the dollar amount that's associated with making it to the tournament and things like that. Like, obviously 
Loyola Marymount's run to the final four and then Sweet 16, I believe, you know, obviously that helped the value like a lot. Like they got a decent amount of money and stuff, you know, but like, it's very interesting to like, look back on it. Yeah. So for me, I mean, I obviously wasn't, I don't even, I, I can't say I, I knew this team at all really, because like you said, we were seven. So I mm -hmm. didn't even know really this team I'd heard from my dad that, you know, 21 RPI, you don't get in. It's like, wow, that just seems unreal. And then reading this story kind of, I kind of grew attached to the team and this team, you know, there was a lot of local talent on that team, which really mm -hmm. excited the area more because there was at least, I know for sure, four guys who were from, you know, the Ozarks area who were on the team and a good amount of Missouri as well. A lot of Missouri players in general. There was like nine mm -hmm. Missouri players on the team, like from Missouri. Mm -hmm. And so you had this local co connection to the team and, you know, you're in this tough conference and they did what they did. They didn't lose to any bad opponents. They were pretty, that the Valley was a rock fight back then. I mean, what they were 12 and six in the Valley, I think is what they were that year. 12 and six ended yeah. up being, I think, was it 20 and eight or 20 and seven? I think something whenever, like that. Yeah. Whenever it was all said and done, I think, or something like that. And and you've got the teams that made it in that in your conference, Bradley, Northern Iowa, Southern Illinois, and Wichita State. Wichita State. And all two of them it. went to the Sweet 16. Yeah. Like, and for, you don't for, get for in. A -major, for a mid-major, like, that's kind of insane. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you said, okay, like, we have Kansas and, like, in today's term, if you're like, oh, we had Kansas and Baylor. In the Sweet 16, you were kind of like, okay, like it's yeah. Big 12, like that's the best conference in basketball. But then if you're like, oh, we had, you know, um, I'm thinking of a, a conference that's kind of like, it's okay, we'll go American. Uh, no, even American. Yeah, yeah, we'll go American. Why not? Like, oh man, like we have freaking, um, you know, Houston. Memphis and, and Cincinnati, right? Like, Obviously, Houston this year is really good, and now they're a Big Twelve school. So we'll just say oh, Memphis yeah. and we'll say Memphis and SMU. Why not just SMU, whatever? Like you'd be like, oh dang, and then look at the other teams. Like you're like, oh wait, and Houston got in. Oh, and Cincinnati got in, and it's like, oh, and like let's we can go old school and say, hey, oh, but UConn didn't get in. Like what? You know stuff like that. You know, so to me, it's just kind of. It's kind of insane. I think it's also kind of crazy that um, the amount of ranked teams the Missouri Valley had, like Northern Iowa was ranked for a little bit. Obviously, uh, I think was Creighton ranked a little bit that year. No, 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 they weren't. Um, I could see Southern Illinois Iowa. being ranked. They were really Southern good Illinois that year. Illinois was ranked a little bit as well, too. Uh, Wichita State was kind of there. And then obviously Bradley got hot and, and they kind of, you know, yeah, that, that's what they called the was it the miracle braids or something like that and um, they went to sweet 16 um and one of the dudes i know who's on that team was six man for the bradley team uh jj twy and stuff and he, he a really good basketball player um but yeah kind of crazy that you had four teams from just a mid-major conference in the tournament probably should have probably not even it, probably it should have had a fifth. It should have had a fifth. Yeah. 
And, you know, I kind of went through and looking at the teams they played. And honestly, I think they could have beat a couple of those teams. I'm going to be honest. But. It, it goes back to the story of, I guess, the committee didn't want to put a fifth Valley team in because it was just like, I don't know, we just don't want to do that. I know they obviously, and this is all in the story, which I I, I would recommend, and I'm sure Matt would recommend too, and, and probably Sam, but we'd recommend you read this story. They lost to Northern Iowa in the Missouri Valley quarterfinals, and it was it was a bad loss. And so obviously, I guess the committee, I feel like they kind of used that as an excuse to not put them in the tournament for what they had done and what the value was that year when, and like you said, when we saw 21 RPI, it's like, that sucks, but like, it's maybe a little bit understandable if, you know, the field was really good that year. And then it gets into the teams that made it over them. AKA the one that sticks out to me, air force, that was like a 50 something RPI. And they had two losses to teams that had less than a hundred or 150 RPI. Missouri State mm-hmm. had zero. I, I don't know how you put in a team like that over that Missouri State team. And that's where, like you said, the snubbed comes from. And I really did feel for the Bears that year. And I think the best part of the story was how much this has truly haunted fans, players from that team, and the coaches. You know, one of the, the guys, mm-hmm. old former players, said he doesn't even watch selection Sunday really anymore. Like ever since that his, his playing days, coach Barry Henson said during tournament time, not an exaggeration. He thinks about it up to 20 times a day about if that team got in and the, it goes back into his basement and the nightmare that unfolded when they were all in there and the camera crew was there and everything. And then they realize they're not in. And then the fans still that to this day that think about it, like my dad, who's, you know, that you know, he, they watched this team up close. They knew how good this team was and how good this conference was. I truly felt that, especially, I think it was part four, part five, the basement, you know, story when it focused on that, I felt a little bit of some emotion in me, to be honest. Cause I truly, if I, if we were in high school, for example, and we saw this and we watched selection Sunday and they didn't get in, I probably would have truly probably just laid in bed the rest of the night and, I would have not been doing anything. I would have been that torn. So it was, it, it tugged at me a little bit because we still haven't been able to, to, to break through. And it's kind of, it's, it's a big, what if, if they make the tournament, what happens? Do they go on a run? Do they make the sweet 16? Like one of those other two did, do they, mm-hmm. you know, if they get bounced round one, you know, that, you know, that would happen, that could happen, but still they made the tournament. What does that do? You know, so yeah, it was it was so, tough to read. I will say it, it it tugged me a bit. Yeah, so just looking at like, uh, and I pull up, I pulled up the scores and stuff, and and the bracket and everything. Um, and I'm just looking at like the losses or the wins that Missouri State had. Right, you lost to Arkansas by I think it was two. They were an eight seed, but lost to Bucknell by like four points. So maybe they beat them, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, then you look at. Uh, Utah State, and they lose to Washington. But then Washington beats Illinois. But Illinois beat Air Force by, like, I think it was, like, nine, right? Maybe Missouri State beats them. I, I think maybe, you know. Um, and then you also look at another team, uh, Milwaukee, who – is somehow an 11 seed, an at-large team, 
that Missouri State beat, and they said if Missouri State beats Milwaukee, they're pretty much in. And Milwaukee beat Oklahoma. Granted, they did lose to Florida by 22. I don't know if Missouri State's beating Florida. So, yes, maybe Missouri State beats one team, and then they don't beat Florida because I don't think – I don't think a lot of teams are beating Florida that year. Uh, I mean, basically the only close game that Florida had was the uh, game going into the Sweet 16, and they won by four. Every other every other game, uh, Florida won by uh, 15, an average of 15. So almost like what UConn did this year, right? So when you look at that, those three teams, and obviously Utah State lost, Air Force lost, Milwaukee lost, um, and you look at that and you're like, dang, that's that's not good. Like those teams that got in sucked. Like they were not good. Like I think you'd have to say Missouri State probably could have put up a better shot, right? Even put Arkansas and put maybe maybe put Missouri State in that Arkansas spot, you know, whatever. And you know, I'd say they they probably beat Bucknell. Now are they beating Memphis? I don't think so. You know, and I mean, I know D Rose wasn't on that team yet, but I mean, that's when Memphis was really good. So, you know, probably not breeding them. But Bradley, they beat Kansas. Then they beat Pittsburgh. They did lose to Memphis by 16. So it's like, okay. But also, they weren't the best one in the Valley. You know, um, I think the best one in the Valley was Southern Illinois. Um, they did lose to Virginia by 18. So that's like a, you know, not good for the Valley, right? Wichita State did make it to um, the Sweet 16. Um, lost to Georgia Mason by eight, but that Georgia Mason team went to the Final Four. So it's like, okay, not a bad loss. Um, and then I think, let's see, who was the last one? We had Northern Iowa. Bradley, Northern Iowa. And I believe they were also like a 12 or something. Let's see, let me see real quick here. Um, I, can't, I can't find them. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Holy heck, where were they? I just found them. I'm so sorry it, everyone listening to the pod. Well, Matt's finding them. It would be crazy if Missouri State got in because that means two of the Valley teams would have had to be in the same side of the – or same exact bracket, like region, which would have been pretty funny, which obviously – you normally don't see conference matchups in the tournament, but – and the, if that was the case, it could have happened that year for the Valley. Oh, okay. Sorry. You had you and I playing Georgetown and – they beat them by five, but then Georgetown beat Ohio State to get to the Sweet 16. And then to get to the Elite Eight, Georgetown only lost four by four, right? So cl- close game, right? I mean, five points in the first round, you know, maybe they do beat Ohio State, right? So you go to potentially had three teams in the Sweet 16, you know? So, uh, and to me, it feels like Missouri State was probably, I mean, out of the two that made it to Sweet 16, Wichita State and Bradley, you would have to think they're better than those two. And it's kind of funny because the two teams who were above them, you know, Southern Illinois had a crap game. So yeah. Missouri State lost in their in their arch madness first game. So that was their crap game. Then the other crap game, that Bradley had was in the tournament, right? So if you switch those, does maybe Missouri State do a little better, right? So, and and this is the part of sports that kind of sucks because there's always like a what if, you know, like what if this happened? What if this happened, you know? 
but I do think for college basketball, after reading the article and just kind of like feeling things of like how I'd react if like BYU was that way or Michigan or someone else, I would have to say to me, Missouri State is probably one of the biggest what ifs, probably probably for the last 20 years when it comes to March Madness. Um, I mean, we've had a lot of, you know, selection Sunday, like, oh, this team is too high or this team is too low. But there's really never been one team that we're like, you know what, that team should have made it. You know, I mean, granted, there are some teams that are like, oh, they should have made it, but there's none that's been like super egregious. There's only been some like, oh, well, you could have switched this team with this team, you know? Yeah, exactly. But none, like, super egregious, right? So, and I do have to think that is because of um, because of Missouri State, because they stopped going away. They went away from the RPI. I think a couple of years after this happened, um, because of that. Uh, granted, they still use RPI, but they use Ken Palm now more than they use RPI. Um, but yeah, I mean, and it's weird because you say, oh, well, they have seven losses. Well, six of those were in their conference. They only lost one outside their conference to Arkansas, so tournament team. Six were in their conference, and all six of those losses, I believe, were the tournament teams. Yeah, and guess it's... what? Two of those tournament teams were Sweet 16. One almost beat Georgetown, who almost beat your national champion in Florida. So it's like, okay, like, like how do you just not end? I, how are they not? And I know, end? and I know our podcast says a win is a win, and that's totally correct, right? But I still think there's such thing as a good loss, and Missouri State had like seven good losses. Like there wasn't a bad loss. Like eek. now maybe the twenty point loss to Creighton, maybe you say, oh okay, or like a twenty point loss to you and I, or the the you know whatever. But when you look at what you and I did, they almost beat Georgetown. And then Georgetown almost beat Florida. So you're like, maybe you and That's I, sad. maybe we didn't give them as much credit, right? So like I said, there's a lot of what ifs and all this kind of stuff. But it, it was just very interesting to read. And like, I almost was getting upset for the players, even though it's 2023 and that stuff happened in 2006. But even I was a little upset. Like, okay, like this doesn't make sense. Like this makes zero sense when teams that you've beaten are in the tournament and you're not, when you've done everything that you possibly could, I mean, not, I guess everything possible, right? You should have just won your game against you and I, you're probably in, but like, come on, you know, like, and I, I think the best quote was by the coach. Um, What was his name again? Barry Henson. Um, Barry Henson. He said the margin for error for mid majors is so small compared to non mid majors. And I think that's really is what is the difference. Like, if you covered up their schedule and said, hey, here's what happened, here's opera, here's this and this, here's their worst loss. And instead of putting Missouri State at the top, you said, this is Kansas. I bet you the selection committee's like, eh, okay, five seed. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, yeah, five or six seed. That's probably fine. You put Missouri it's, State and they're just like, eh, it, yeah, that, that's a no for me. It's like, wait, that, how does that make sense? It shouldn't be yeah. based off your name. It should be based off of your body of work. And that's, I think, the whole conversation. Some of those 2,000 teams are really good, too, and they never got a chance. Obviously, this was the biggest snub. It just feels typical for Missouri State. It just feels like we kind of get screwed, and mm -hmm. we've been screwed in our history. And 
last time we made the tournament, we we go to the Sweet 16. So we actually, you know, did something. And then in the NIT, which is what we ended up being in, which we were supposed to, I guess, be a one seed. But there was that little uh, tidbit of they didn't have good communication between the NCAA tournament and the NIT. And the NIT thought we were in, so they didn't even seed us. So apparently they already had the region set, so we had to be a two seed or something. And we won our first two, and then we had to go to Louisville. Or, Instead of Louisville, go to you yeah, guys. and, and we, we lost to Louisville, right. And I believe you're a home record. I think you'd only lost one or two times at home all year. So that's kind of like, oh, they screw us again, you know. Yeah, look, so. what, look what we did in the NIT. The NIT's tough, too, and we win two games, and then we play Louisville tough who, at Louisville, right? So I mean, I mean, I do have to say NIT does stand for not in tournament. So there that is, is true. that. At least however, we didn't lose our first game in the NIT. However, however, Missouri State shouldn't have been in that tournament to begin with. They should have yeah. been in the, the big dance. So it was a good read for sure. I know it's not a long read. I think everyone should go read it. Um, there is a workaround um, <laughs> to reading all the articles, thankfully, thanks yeah, to Bill Charles. Um but everyone should go read it. It's a great read. If you like basketball and want to know why probably the tournament expanded to 68 teams, why the tournament is using Ken Palm, all this other stuff, I think the origins and roots go back to the 2006 Missouri State Bears. And yeah. not only the Bears, but the Missouri Valley Conference in general. And, I mean, when you look at it, I would say the Missouri Valley Conference is probably one of the best mid-major conferences for the past 20 years, I would say, um, you yeah. know, Wichita state made their final four run. Loyola Mary, Loyola made their final four run. You and I knocked off Kansas. I mean, I'd have to say the MVC probably has some more memorable yeah. upsets and, and zero runs than probably any other mid-major. I'd have to say. I always loved it to, to, you know, bet on the Valley team game one of the tournament. Look what this past year, Drake, they had Miami. They just couldn't score in the last five minutes. Miami, guess what? They went to the final four. They yeah. they had Miami beat up until about three minutes left, you know, and mm-hmm. they just couldn't score. So I know I, always, I picked them this year too. I, I I have to. I had to pick the Valley. The you Valley's know, always underseeded. They always show up. They always they're, show up. Yeah, and they're always underseeded. Like Loyola a couple years ago when they were an eight seed, and I remember telling you I was like they're going to beat Illinois because they're way better than an eight seed, and you're like oh, I don't know, and they literally just dominate that game you know the thing and it's that like, sucks is that like i i didn't know because i was on my mission so like when you're like oh they're gonna it's like oh charles is yeah. a freaking missouri valley homer so of course he's gonna say that <laughs> they were literally you know? ranked like like they're like uh ken palm ranking that year was like eighth and they were an eight seed and it's just like they could be like a five seed four seed easily but you know so it just that happens uh sam sorry that you've been sitting here for so long matt and i were just in the flow you have any thoughts you want to Say real quick on the the read. Well, well, I wanted to first say what's up. I I did join the podcast like twenty minutes ago, and I was just being quiet. I was waiting for someone to introduce me, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm I sorry, made Sam. It. We were just in the flow, my guy. <laughs> it's okay. You guys were you guys were spitting bars about MSU. It was a pretty interesting <laughs> read, uh, honestly. I, I watched uh or not watched, but I read every part at work today. And um, yeah, the the basement scene that Charles was talking about really kind of tugging my heartstrings a little bit with how like the disappointment that all the players probably had, and then the the you CBS, know, like camera crew being there too, like that is that would just be a giant letdown. I'd be sad. 
You know, I was thinking about it um, just because, Sam, you kind of jog my memory a little bit because you're wearing a Mahomes jersey because of, as everyone knows, our next topic is the Netflix show Quarterbacks. Um, but I think it would be cool if they made an E60 or something on the 2006 MSU Bears. And I think like that end scene, though, of like the basement and like just the disappointment sinking feeling like. Ooh, I feel like that would be like just a gut wrenching, like really brings you to your field. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like some of those stories, you know, like I was just thinking about it. Like that would be wild to just have a documentary like that. Like I know Charles did send us stuff. I don't know if he sent you Sam, um, but they are making like a Johnny Manziel one and a Florida 2008 Tim Tebow documentary and a Jake yeah. Paul one. And it just got me thinking like, that could be a, a more obscure one, but you could also tie it into how the NCAA tournament has changed, you know, it's because of the, you know, the 06 Bears, you know? Um, yeah. So I don't know. But yeah, Sam, like, I would that have would to agree good. with you. That, like, basement scene picture, yeah, it's just gut-wrenching, it you is. know? Especially being from Springfield, like, you're like, okay, like, I understand, you know? I, I don't think it'd be too crazy if they did end up doing, like, a documentary on it. That actually be really cool to watch. I'll say that. That would be, like, something perfect to air, like, right before March Madness some year. And I feel like it's kind of kind of has some notoriety, too, like, outside of people just in Springfield, too. Like, I, I mean, it would be fun if you got, like, people like Joe Lenardi and, like, the, those guys that were talking about, like, Jay Bilas, you know, mm -hmm. Jay Billis, stuff like that. Like, yeah. You know, that'd be kind of cool to get those guys on and just talk about I mean, I don't know if they would want to talk about it because it'd probably be really hard to relive, you know. Mm. But as like a casual fan or just a fan of the game, hearing that stuff, I feel like you would really like that would be really good. Oh you know? yeah. The NCAA doesn't want to talk about that because I know how bad they messed up. Then they can bring it back up. <laughs> but the thing is NCAA doesn't have to. It's it's Netflix. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. That's Netflix, yeah. Netflix, yeah, it's Netflix I guess to do this it. Or, this is or ESPN. Sure. Even you know, obviously, the story is what caused us to do this, but this has been a really forgotten topic, I would say, in general, in this in college basketball world. People don't really talk about this at all. You know, that just shows how the if it was a, a big school, you know, people there'd still probably be comments about today about wow, you know, Kansas doesn't get in with the 21 RPI or just what's it even like Memphis, North Carolina, or just some bigger team, not maybe not yeah, like North a power Carolina. team. But just I mean, like North a Carolina, team. maybe even. Oh, 21 RPI and they don't get in. You know, comments are probably still talking about that to this day. But it's Missouri State. So that would, that would definitely be more, it would definitely be more yeah. popular if it was a bigger school. This, the Springfield area, besides, you know, the Springfield area, people were like, huh? You know, they probably don't even really know. So it's just, it sucks. <laughs> well, how about we take initiative and just make our own documentary about it? I mean, if I had those skills, like, hey, how this? If we had those skills, we could hire someone out to make a Netflix style, like, documentary like that, I would. And let's yeah. just say, I don't think, boys, we'd have to work for very many more days in our life. I think people would start to come to us and say, hey, <laughs> we want you. Yeah, we want you. Yeah, want exactly. You Especially if we went in depth like that, got the players, all that kind of stuff, you know. Um, but, I, I I could keep talking about this for probably another 25 or 30 minutes, just going more in depth. But Sam, you did hop on the call because we're talking about the Netflix show. 
but before we do that, Charles, do you have any last comments? I know, I know you probably have more comments and we can talk about this later, of course, but any more before we get into the Netflix, our, our little Friday flick. No, I, I actually thought we talked about this longer than I expected. And I, I think that shows how, that this was a good article and you know, we're, we're Southwest Missouri boys. So we've got passion for Missouri state at the end of the day. And mm-hmm. like I said, I'm, I'm glad we talked about it and had as much, you know, emotion as we did to talk about it. And I think it was, it was really, it was tough to read, but at the same time, it was a good read. And so I'm just, you know, happy that it got brought up again. Cause I think this team deserves, you know, and that was the point of the the story. The author said that it was to give this team a little bit more credit for what they did, you know, for sure. <laughs> Let it be known oh. too that I, I, I paid the dollar for the subscription to read well, it. Wait, wait, why'd you do that, Sam? I, because I feel like, so Springfield newsletter published this article, right? Yes. I feel yeah. like they deserve the dollar. They put okay. some work into making the article. They earned my dollar. I hey, can't feel I bad that. giving a dollar away. Yeah, it's it's a McChicken. <laughs> I can sacrifice that. You can sacrifice a McChicken. Yeah, I will sacrifice McChicken for. Okay, no, I respect that. I that that you're you're a better human being than I am. I definitely said, hey, <laughs> this you. is free to me. So yeah, yeah, I I'm pretty sure I joined I joined in right when you were talking about it. like yeah I I jumped over hoops to save that dollar. I'm gonna go <laughs> in and out tonight. <laughs> But Sam, speaking of saving dollars and everything, let's talk about your guy. I, I don't want to say he's Money Mahomes. He's pretty close. But um, Netflix show, quarterback, we're following Patty Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota during last season, so the 2022-2023 NFL season. We watched the first two episodes, so that's all we're going to talk about, just the first two episodes. I have not watched anything past it. Hopefully, you guys haven't either. Um, what are your thoughts? I mean, obviously, I know you love the Patrick Mahomes part, of course, no words. but can you give us any other thoughts on the quarterback? Um, like my thoughts? Or real, just real, quick, real quick, Sam has watched every episode, by the way. He told me. I couldn't help myself. Whoa, whoa. I'm not going to give... Samuel. I'm not going to give spoilers or anything from the other episodes because we oh are be covering God. one and two today. But oh the documentary we were supposed is so to do good. this as a group. Oh, trust I, me, I, I wanted, I wanted to go to number three. I couldn't, I couldn't keep myself from just watching all of it. He, and no, here's the a, funny thing: oh, I'm you, throwing you, Sam you under the bus. At least a punishment. At least here's, a punishment. No, here's the funny thing about it too: I'm throwing not. him under the bus. He stayed up really late to do it on a work night till two a.m. to watch them all. So it, was it wasn't awesome. even like it wasn't even like a, like a in the midday or anything. He, he yeah, no, he, I he hates work so much. He stayed up and watched them all. Uh, it was awesome. I would do. It I again. mean, hey Sam, I'm not gonna lie. If we weren't doing this as like an actual like what we we're going to do, which is watch two every week for four weeks, I would have finished it by now too. It is so freaking good. I'm a little I'm a little hurt now. I'm a little oh. hurt, Sam. Well. You could definitely, I mean, if you watch all the episodes, I would be mad. I'll say that. Well, well, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, of course you wouldn't be mad. You've watched them yeah, all. I'm sorry. I'm I'm a tainted. I'm a tainted soul over here. I couldn't help myself. Well, give us I'm give us your thoughts then on yeah, the okay. first. Well, give us your thoughts then of the first. Yeah, two. I'll go ahead and give some you thoughts. Anything else, Sam? I will. My... You will get a punishment. That's for sure. <laughs> oh no, I'm not accepting that punishment, but. The main point, the first point that I want to say, and it kind of 
helps me like back up the idea for watching the whole thing was because they gave like Mahomes so much praise. They put him on a giant pedestal for the start of the documentary. Like the very first scene of the first episode was us winning Super Bowl 54. And if it felt like uh, Mahomes' wife, Brittany, got more coverage than Marcus Mariota did too. I couldn't I couldn't stand it either. But no, I, I thought the first few episodes were great. Um, they did a, a good job establishing the three quarterbacks, at least. Um, outside of Mahomes, I really loved Kirk Cousins. Charles and I talked about it a little bit, too. But, like, see him, seeing him, like, spending time with his family and being, like, a true family man is is awesome to see. Um, I believe uh, this right it, – it was right when um, Kirk was talking about – so, obviously, spoilers are going to give all spoilers about the episodes, but – uh, I believe Kirk was just talking about uh, the the you like that thing with the Redskins uh-huh. that uh-huh. big comeback win with the Redskins, which was really cool to see. And then it was kind of it was kind of sad in a way. He was showing off his little man cave area, and he kept pointing towards a little corner in his room. He's like, "This is where the this is where the contractor told me I would put my Lombardi trophy," and he he kind of he kind of felt sorry for himself. He's like, "Well." I, I'm like 12, 13 years in the league now, and I still don't have one yet. I only have like one playoff win under my belt. So it, it kind of made me feel bad for him. I love to see win. Make, at least make a good playoff run. But no, okay. it was really good. It was a really good watch. So I, I actually think you kind of went over it. I do think that they established them pretty well. But I, from my view, I didn't think Marcus Mariota got a lot of time compared to Mahomes, Other I feel two. like he had the, the most, but I thought Kirk Cousins had a Definitely. good chunk too. I, I didn't think Mariota got much time. And of course, you know, he's out of those three, he's the worst of those three, we can all say. Yeah. So I wonder if that kind of plays a role into it. You know, when you have someone like Mahomes, who has, you know, obviously he's been amazing in his career and he's, you know, he's a big media guy. Then Kirk Cousins has moments, you know, people seem to really like Kirk Cousins. So Marcus Mariota is almost kind of there. But I actually really liked his, uh, what they talked about with him, especially in episode two with him going back up to the Northwest when they played Seattle and they were practicing at Washington and he was like, Ugh, mm-hmm. purple and gold, you know, because he's a from Oregon, so Oregon and Washington mm-hmm. arrival. So he doesn't like Washington. And I thought they get a, did a good job with that on him. And so I, I kind of wish for in the future episodes that there's a little bit more on Marcus Mariota. And so I know, obviously, he ends up getting benched this past year. So I think there's going to be a good amount on that because that doesn't happen to the other two guys. But, yeah, I didn't think he got as much time as the other two. And it didn't feel too fair to me because I I really liked what they did with with him and what they discussed with him and his story and stuff. So I I hope for a little bit more compared to the other two. I I liked Kirk Cousins' man cave. I thought that was cool. And Mahomes, it felt a little like he was on the screen a lot personally and i'm not saying that as a hater it just felt like he was there a lot I, and i i like the 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 one thing I, I like about mahomes is he doesn't really like taking pictures and i can attest to that i'm not a big picture guy he seems so done that was pretty, and his, yeah, that was pretty i thought his yeah. <laughs> britney was a little uh, bossy about taking photos and i was like 
I kind of felt that because I was like, I'm not, I don't want to like just be taking photos all the time. And so I, I, I give a little bit of a plus one uh, in my rating for Mahomes for that because I'm kind of the same way. But yeah, those are yeah. like my initial thoughts. Yeah, yeah for me, um, I mean, I think we discussed on this podcast before, but I'm an Oregon Duck guy. So having Mariota in the documentary, I thought was really good because, um, you know, he won the Heisman. Kind of was if you if you look at it, he was the most successful college quarterback out of those three. Um, you know, Mahomes never really did anything at Texas Tech. Granted, his teams weren't as good. Um, Kirk Cousins, his team got absolutely clapped against. Uh, I think it was Alabama. If I'm pretty sure. Oh wait, no, 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 no. When did he get drafted? 2012, same year as RG3. So no, the clap wasn't there. Um. But Michigan State, I mean, they've done some good stuff, you know, but, like, nothing super huge. And then you have uh, Marcus Mariota and the Ducks, and they did lose in the college World playoff in 2000, I want to say 14, when it first came out, or 13, against Ohio State. Um, but then in 2015, that's whenever he won the Heisman, um, you know, highest honor in college football first Polynesian, et cetera. So to me, I was like, okay, this would be good. A kind of like a redemption story. Obviously we know Mariota got benched and stuff, but I would have thought like if they would have had him on the screen less when he was benched, I would have totally understood that just because, you know, you don't have as much content. It's probably hard to be asked, Hey, how do you feel riding the bench? What do you, you know, all that kind of stuff. Right. But it feels like they've already like put him on the bench, quote unquote, these first two episodes which i was like dang like he's a really cool dude and i love polynesians especially because served my mission out in kind of that area so i was like man it'd be really fun to know more about him about his culture his family etc you know um so that was a little disappointing for me um just as a duck fan but that's a that's a minute detail overall um great two episodes i'd say um, Brittany Mahomes makes me just want to like turn it off all the time she gets on. I'm like, can I just skip you, please? And thankfully I can if I want to, which I did a couple times. Because I was like, you're so freaking annoying. Um, I did see Jackson Mahomes a couple times, but he hasn't said anything, and I'm okay with that. Um, hopefully he doesn't say anything ever. Um, so Mahomes family. Loki want to blow my brains out whenever they talk, except for Mahomes. Ooh. I really like hearing I really like hearing Mahomes talk because he actually is a really cool guy, funny guy, and I do like Andy Reid and the, and that kind of stuff. So I do like that part. Kirk Cousins is probably one of my favorites so far. I freaking love that man. He's like the best average quarterback you could probably get. Like he's won so many things, but not like in the important situations, which you're like, bro, you're so good. How have you not done that? It's just kind of funny. Um, but I do like Kirk Cousins. So overall, it's pretty great. If I had to rate the first two episodes, I would have to say I'd give it a 9.8 out of 10, just because I wish Ooh, Marcus Mariota would be, wish Marcus Mariota would be in there more. And the Mahomes family Loki does trigger me a little bit. So that's why I take point two off because Brittany has been on an okay amount, but you know, not too much. Jackson hasn't been. So 
honestly, for me, I'd say it's a nine point eight out of ten for the first two episodes. So, well, I I definitely didn't forget about Mariota. Uh, I wanted to give you guys some time to talk about him, so that's why I didn't. But I can kind of agree with what you guys are saying, but I also want to argue with it a little bit. Mariota is awesome to be on the show. I think. I mean, it's it's amazing. It's pretty cool to see to give like someone a storyline from like a a borderline starting QB. And I think they already teased um, whenever the uh, Falcons drafted Ritter. Desmond Ritter is the other QB. He's probably going to start. But um, no, I thought it was really fun to watch Mariota at least. I mean, it was kind of obvious that he wasn't going to get a lot of screen time. Uh, Besides his like Polynesian background and um, all of the college accolades, because he's probably the most successful college QB out of the three. If I if I think I I don't I don't follow college QB stuff that much, but um, yeah, it it's kind of sad to see his NFL career isn't doing the greatest, and his personality is kind of bland. I don't think. No, 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 no. Uh, backtrack. I was going to say a point, but I think it happens in like the third or fourth episode. So I'll, I'll yes. save the topic. Oh my gosh, then. Sam. Holy heck. Oopsie hmm. daisies. Hmm. But um, hmm. yeah, no. Sam, it was still, I'm not going to say anything about the other episodes. Okay. It was still it was still fun to watch, though. It was still the <laughs> first couple episodes. I'm glad that they have like a storyline of like the one of the top QBs in the league. Uh, it was pretty, I mean, obviously I'm a little biased. It's pretty amazing to see that they... They just showed Mahomes winning 54, and then they're going into the next season, and inevitably they win this Super Bowl, too, that they're airing. But they have Mahomes, and then they have, like, kind of like what you guys said. One of the one well, they of show them winning Bowl. 54 against um, against two? The Niners. Yeah, the Niners. And then it's weird because then they kind of skip, like, that middle part where they lose to, like, I wish they would have showed Joe Burr's house. Burrowhead. Yeah, you know I, I did think that was a little weird. Um, That's well, yeah, like all of a sudden they like skip a whole season. It's like, why don't you show that, Burrowhead? You know what I'm saying? That kind of leads me real quick into to my point. Uh, Sam, you want to give it a rating though? Was that what you're about to do? Oh, a rating. Uh, yeah. For the first episodes. two episodes. First I was going to blabber about a couple other things. Too. Yeah, go for it. Go for but, it. Um, yeah, no, I I loved it. I mean, I love seeing Mariota in his little background too. I didn't think he was as interesting as a QB as Mahomes or Cousins, but I still think it was a pretty cool watch. I would give it a solid like nine. I take I I would only take a point off because the pacing was kind of weird. Obviously, I didn't enjoy the times where Brittany or Jackson Mahomes was on the screen either. It was cool to see like Mahomes behind the scenes like right after he won that Super Bowl too. It was really cool to watch. But yeah, there was a lot of stuff that they they like showed on air that I didn't feel like it was really necessary either. From coming from like a film standpoint, there were a lot of scenes where I think Brittany just like showed up and was talking to Mahomes. Ugh. It's it's great to see that they're like a, a strong couple, at least from like a fan camera's point of view. But yeah, I I don't know. It still doesn't convince me. I think it didn't really need to be there, but it was a cool watch still. I think there's a couple of things during those few episodes that I thought maybe lacked some context or things were kind of rushed through, you know, the, the actual games, it was kind of didn't think they did the best job portraying the games. And I know that's not necessarily what the point of the series is in general, but they showed obviously so far those regular season games. I thought that was a little 
choppy. I didn't think it did a good job, you know, doing that. So that I dock it a little bit for that. And that's actually another point. Mahomes, we already got to like week six, thinking against the Bills. Yeah. And Mariota, we were on like week three and that's it or something. So that's that's another example of how yeah. he's gotten a lot less for sure. But they definitely sorry to interrupt, but they yeah. definitely skipped the timeline a little bit to point out like the best games that Cousins and Mariota had in like the season. They yeah. do a lot of skipping like that. They got to Kirk Cousins against Washington, which is like week six or seven, too. So yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and I think the next episode gives me a little bit more hope that this is the case because the next episode looks really good, which I have not watched yet, but I saw they obviously show the little sneak peek at the end about how it's their mm-hmm. kind of recovery through. It. And I think that's going to be really fun to watch because another thing that I thought lacked a bit was legit, maybe some quarterbackness of the quarterbacks. I mean, I, but oh, yeah. obviously there's a whole six episodes to go. And so this was a little bit more, maybe of their origin uh, a little bit of more backstory, a little bit of their families and stuff. But I think we're going to get more into like quarterback day to day type of things coming up. So that's why I'm not going to dock it. But if, if you're talking about just the first two episodes, it lacked a little bit of like actual quarterbackness. That's the word I'm going to use. But I would give it an 8.5. I thought, like you said, Sam, pacing was a little off. A little bit of context more maybe in the games that they're actually playing. A little bit more Mariota time. Those were my critiques. I... Everything else, though, I, I really did enjoy. Thought they did a great job with some of the the stories, you know? So, yeah, I, hey, I'm, I'm it excited. Like I, it looks like I kind of gave it a little bit too much praise, I guess, with my 9.8. <laughs> I, I just well, think, I, you know, we only I, watched I, I two episodes, maybe, so we got to watch the maybe, whole thing to give it a great. How about this? I guess, like, maybe I'm just so excited, and I've already, like, heard good things about it in 9.8, but I guess... I guess from your guys' review, I will scale back mine, and I'll, I'll just say 9. I'll go with Sam. I'll give it 9 out of 10. Um, I'll do 9 out of 10. Um, Your only hate was... I, yeah. I definitely want more, and but I'm not going to give oh, it to yeah. like Sam did. But No, I definitely because we want can moderate more. ourselves because yeah. we are strong. Yeah, okay. The, the documentary, it was long-awaited. It was like five months since it was announced. It was produced by Peyton Manning. No one's noted that yet, so it's oh, yeah. gonna be amazing. Well, it wasn't. I wasn't it. Uh, wasn't he a co-producer, right? Uh, the was maybe executive was, actually. Yeah, he was yeah, like a his, co-executive. His studio, his studio or whatever it is. What's the studio called? Omaha again? Productions, right? Omaha, yeah, yeah. Omaha Productions. Yeah, but yeah, Peyton Manning. He produced it. He helped produce it at least. But the the documentary series came out like three days before we decided we wanted to watch it together too so there's no way i oh, would it's been like a week it. and a, it's been like a week it's been a week from, sam from when we're from when we're airing it like right now at least the all the episodes came out on the 12th we are filming this on the 20th i am defending myself because so i think i'm correct right it's been a week well, it has been, but I'm talking about it's only <laughs> yeah. been a, it was only a couple I, of days since we first brought it up. I'm still a little shocked that they released it all at once, but I guess that's what Netflix does for most yeah. shows. But I Netflix, thought they Netflix releases all at once, whereas other streaming services do the okay. episodes yeah. here and there. Like, I, was, I, I don't know if any of you have watched Jack Ryan at all on Amazon Prime. No. But that's what they did. Now they're all released, but they released two at a time for a three week period. Mm-hmm. So, but anyways. Yeah. Overall, great show. I really like it. It feels good. 
you know, like it feels like a really well put together documentary and I'm excited to watch the rest of it with uh, Charles. So Friday flicks. It's not a 9.8 good though. Hey, did... bump it down a little bit. <laughs> hey, we'll, we'll give an overall rating. Obviously, maybe it is 9.8 good. You never know. Maybe it is 9.8 good, but so far for me and Charles' first two episodes, it's an 8.5 and 9 respectively. Yeah. See? Because we're not a heathen I mean, like you, Sam. What? We, uh, you're hating, man. We have a, yeah. So the next four weeks, well, if, I guess if, now. Okay. Matt. If, Whoa, if this oh. documentary had like Mac Jones or even Tom Brady have like a little cameo appearance, you would probably go off. Be like, I have to, I have to watch the midnight release of it too. Hey, Mac you Jones might be in be season two. For watching all of it when they freaking ride Mahomes like this. Hey, so no, Mac quick, Jones, I could care less. If it was Tom Brady, potentially, but if we're doing it for a podcast, I would hold myself to two episodes. Unfortunately, like I said, Mac Jones could be on season two of the quarterback because you know true. I got approved they, for that. So. Yeah, they did. I sure, I sure them. hope not. I sure I hope not. That would be funny. That would be if, really. If funny. they did a season two, they did a season two. The quarterbacks I would like to see: Joe Burrow, hundred percent. That'd be awesome. I agree. Jalen Hurts got to get an NFC guy. Mm. I think that'd be great. And then a guy who's kind of obscure but could potentially be good, right? You know. Um, I think you could do like a Jared Goff. I agree to that. Jared Goff. I was okay. thinking Jared. You know, Goff. or or if you think, oh, there's already two NFC quarterbacks this year because you had, you know, the Vikings and Falcons. Maybe a guy you go to for this year. Um, hopefully not Mac Jones. So can't uh, gink. Maybe you go Kenny Pickett for the Steelers. Disagree. Granted, that would be same 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 division. So then, I I you know think I'd a, say go go T Law, go T Law the Jaguars. Yeah, I think I I also would like Justin Herbert. I think he could be fun too. I think he could be yeah, he fun would be, too. It would be fun. Yeah. Another another quarterback I was thinking of was uh, Rick. I forget his name now. What um, team? Bears quarterback Justin Fields. Oh, yes, yeah, Justin Fields. I think it would be really fun replacing with Jalen Hurts. I think oh, a good lineup: yeah. Joe Burrow, Jared Goff, and Jalen Hurts. Or Justin Fields, you mean? But yes. <laughs> yeah, I think I just don't know if they would do it in that same division since they're in the same division, you know. So then, yeah. how about this: Joe Burrow, Justin Fields, either do Trevor Lawrence, or Justin Herbert. That'd be kind of good. That would be pretty good too. I feel like you would get a lot of people who like Joe Burrow because he's you know a good looking dude. Right. You get a lot of people. Like Martin, who are Bears fans, something to cheer about. You know, let's watch Justin Fields. <laughs> something to cheer about, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you can do a young, up-and-coming guy who, you know, is pretty dang good and probably Trevor Lawrence or Justin Herbert. I think that would be I think that'd be a pretty good lineup, if I'm not going to lie. That would be pretty good. No, nah, Justin Herbert got canceled. Justin Herbert oh. seems like a good guy on camera, so. No. Maybe no. we should pitch this to Omaha Productions. Maybe just send him a letter. <laughs> like, hey, we've watched your first two episodes. Uh, our buddy has watched all eight because he's a loser. But here is our suggestions for <laughs> Peyton, what we're doing. Bro, Peyton would be like honored that I'd watch all eight. He'd be like, "Why did you guys only watch the first two episodes?" So I'd be like, "Oh, because we put in a game plan of watching two per week, and he disregarded the game plan." And he'd say, "Oh yeah, as a quarterback, that pissed me off if my if my wide receiver ran the wrong route, which you did." That what? That's not. You said, "Hey, Matthew, okay, I'm gonna do a wheel route." No, 
That's no, that's not burning the wrong route. That's going above and beyond on that route. <laughs> no, I'm like, no, I, when we I'm say, like, no, we, no, when we say, hey, go to the first down marker, run a slant, it's third and 10. We need you to get at least 10 yards. <laughs> Sam goes, you know what? I'm going skinny post. I'm going for it all. It's like, no, we don't need that. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. I, I'd be like a Julian Edelman. I'd be like a, a scrappy, like, gym rat guy. No, I no. would I would run that post route. I would run 10 yards out, stop on a dime, and then just try to get open for my QB. No, what you did is you ran a skinny exactly. post and said, I'm open. And I said, bro, we don't need that. I, I would be doing that if I was spoiling the latest episodes. I kept my You almost did. <laughs> No, I you said, not. oh, wait, is this in the third or fourth episode? Yeah, I, say I said, yeah, exactly. Let's, let's I put it like this. Sam is, Sam's right. If if he spoiled it, that'd be like running the route, like, when we didn't, like, it was, that's like if he broke, you know, or he broke a legit rule. But doing this is like he broke yeah. the unwritten rule. So he, like, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I'm sort of like taunting or cheap shot or something. Some sort of unwritten rule he broke. That's what he did here. Ah, uh, Sam. Oh, Sam, well cooked. It was like. I was like Lamar. He's he's freaking running around and gritting on people. Oh my that. no, that's no, that's that's, that's Dude, Justin Jefferson. Lamar's like, Lamar celebration if he can do it is the flip into the end zone. That's what Lamar likes yeah, to I, do. That is actually pretty cool. That and like Ryan Tannehill's like Air Jordan jump, where he gets like a, a touchdown every five games. <laughs> it's not that great, but that's besides the point. Hey, Ryan Tannehill could be good too because you know Will Levis and stuff right behind him. No, that's true. That could be another kind of uh, Marcus Mariota type of role. So he's pretty that's he's true. pretty old now, though, isn't he? Compared to Mariota, yeah, yeah, he's probably like in his thirties. So. He's been in the league for a little bit. Yeah, well, because he was at the Dolphins and then went to the Titans. So right, yeah, yeah. out of A and M. But anyways, guys, we have extended this podcast for a long time, but it's been good. And we're pretty hyped for it. Hopefully, you guys have liked our Friday flick slash book club. Uh, we were pretty excited with it. And we're excited for our Friday flick next week, which is episodes three and four of Quarterback. If you guys want to follow along and watch with us, you can. Or if you want to be like Sam <laughs> yeah, exactly. of us, you can just know you potentially are – a silly goose so anyways we're um, covering all the bases here yeah we are covering, we are covering the bases i guess yeah um is there anything else anyone like to say before we uh sign off well uh i'll just say three and four is a lot of fun to watch you guys will enjoy it thank you hopefully so our viewers thank you. i'm just oh, Sam, man you. i just wish we could have all experienced it together same timeline <laughs> but it's fine <laughs> I literally watched it at like three in the morning. I was barely half awake, so I didn't even pay attention. I'm gonna rewatch it before the next episode to actually like give an opinion. Well, there we go. Sam is the man of the people. He will rewatch with us. Let's go. Of course I am. I'm not just gonna watch it once and be like, "Oh, it's done." Sam is a man of the people, and that's what we have. I am a man of the people. Guys. He is if a man anything, of the people. If anything, I have one up on you guys too. I paid a dollar for that news article. You guys like. <laughs> I can't. I can't afford that. Well, on that note, guys, man, you, you can't get Sam's blood boiling like this before work tomorrow. Oh, hey, man. all I know is it's episode twenty something, a Wednesday win podcast. We love you. Peace and blessings. Twenty five. Episode twenty five. Yeah, yes, twenty five. Just get down the record. Yeah. Peace out, everyone. Peace, guys.